You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Yeah, I have a question. Yeah, what's up? Why? TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. I was disappointed for the Twins because I thought they could definitely use them. I mean, this bullpen has doing, been doing fine, and there have been some revelations like Ryan Harper, who pitched last night and pitched well. Trevor May's been good. Uh, Parker's been good for, you know, how much they gave him and how cheap he was. But it's... The whole thing looks better if you put Craig Kimbrough at the end. Then Blake Parker is your setup guy. Uh, and then you can move guys around and do exactly what you want to do in the middle inning, shorten the game. And this deal wasn't that expensive. I'm looking at the, the Twins' payrolls over the last few years, and I guess they would say that they're kind of close to their max or they want to save what they've got for the trading deadline. Uh, but they've got $9 million left against what they spent last year. Uh, according to cost contracts. And if they have $9 million, they could have signed Craig Kimbrell. And what what better way to not spend prospects in a trade than to just buy Craig Kimbrell for the rest of the year and, and two more years? That was Eno Saris from, from The Athletic and formerly Fangraphs on uh, Score North Live earlier today with Matthew Collar and company. And uh, gentlemen, the ride is over. The Craig Kimball News Network is going to have to shut down, unfortunately. Can we hear it one more time? Does that mean we'll never hear that noise again? Or Can we hear that noise one more time at least? I mean, I don't know. The Craig Kimball News Network doesn't operate anymore. We could just repurpose night. it as the Score North alert news system. Eon! Eon! <laughs> it can't go away. I'm addicted. Man. Yeah, we need it. I've fallen in love with it. Eon! I'm enamored. We'll find it for something else. <laughs> we'll find a good home for it. Maybe it's the uh, maybe it's the Brad Hand News Network now. now that the- Anytime we have an alert or breaking news, we don't use the breaking news dun 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 sound anymore. It's eon eon. It is. I like it. So three years, forty five million dollars. Well, forty three million dollars. And there's also reports that there is a fourth year option on this thing between the Cubs and and Craig Kimbrell. Rami has his Fly the W shirt on and his Cubs hat on today because he's from Chicago and he's just here to troll us. No, this was just oh, next was... up in the rotation. He wears, are a, you, co- are you he like, wears a costume. Just like. next up in the old t-shirt rotation. You're like Anthony Davis. You didn't, someone else puts out your clothes for you? <laughs> just coincidentally? He has the... I've, I've seen this because I do the same exact thing. <laughs> Rami's got a rotation of, I think, four outfits. I might be at three, so I'm not casting stones here. But yeah, I don't fault you because your ordinary Thursday rotation often involves flying the W in that t-shirt. I have a vast t-shirt collection. A third of it is Cubs shirts. So about a third of my wardrobe throughout the spring and summertime is Cubs shirts. So Judd and I need to know, and Jonathan... This was selected intentionally, though. I'm not even going to That's what we we want to know. What are we walking into? Are we going to have an honest discussion about the Twins not getting Craig Kimberler, or are you just going to sit and troll us for two hours? No, I'm here for an honest discussion. Okay. The trolling stopped with the shirt. (laughs) Oh, thanks a lot for drawing a line. (laughs) I'm not here to ruin the show. So, (laughs) 
three <laughs> three years <laughs> today. Forty three million dollars. Let's assume that Craig Kimbrell rather like would rather have played for the Cubs than the Twins, and so like there's a tax on that. And uh, like let let's just assume that three years, fifty million dollars would have been the starting point to sway him from the Cubs over here. Yay or nay? Let's just go around the room. Three years, fifty million dollars. You would you have been in on that for Craig Kimbrell? Absolutely, yes. Yeah, yeah. I would. I would have mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Now the the report that I saw, I think Dan Hayes had it first from the Athletic last night, but I've subsequently seen it too. Is that the Twins weren't willing to go to the third year? Yeah, that was. So forget the fourth year yeah. option that they were basically set on going two years, and the third year chased them away. Yeah, I had just like doing my own digging today too. I had heard the Twins were very, very much about. Hey, for this year and a short term, maybe it spills into two for this year and a short term deal. Maybe the most competitive offer, and I don't have all the details, but but then when it became about paying him when he was thirty three years old, and now we're talking about forty five million over three years, it was more about the year. They didn't want to be tied to him. Whatever they saw and whatever other teams around baseball have seen, they were more worried about that third year being a problem. But I'll say that I told this to Glenn Perkins on the, and if you guys haven't listened to the Scorn of Twin show and the Glenn Perkins uh, weekly episode, he was on fire today on this. And so go and go and find that anywhere you find podcasts, Scorn of Twin show. Glenn Perkins was great today. So 45 million was the total. And there's still relievers out there. They're going to get somebody. This is like, that doesn't mean the wheels are off and the season's over. They're 40 and 20 for God's sakes. But if 45 million was the total, I would have given him that for two years. I would have paid prorated now, like you, you pay him 16 or whatever for this year, but I would have given him a $45 million deal over two years because it doesn't hurt you. It doesn't cripple you. No. You, you, you probably still profit as an ownership group. So I'm, I am disappointed in the Twins today, but I also know that Brad Hand is out there. Ken Giles is out there. Sean Doolittle uh, is out there. There's a bunch of dudes That's out there the if you want to trade. That's the most important thing. And I, I actually did a column about this after the news came down last night. And it's that this essentially acknowledges, and I think the Twins, I think when this story broke last night that uh, Kimbrough was going to the Cubs, the Twins led 5-1. to one. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, in Minnesota fashion, of course, the night that you don't sign the closer, your bullpen implodes because that's us. Um, but my point is, okay, let's see now. Because you've acknowledged, and you're right, something has to be done here. And so if by, you know, July 31st, when the trade deadline hits, they make a move or two moves or three moves, then it's fine. But this definitely puts a pressure because it's an acknowledgement that you, with this team now being this good and a team that I think we all agree has a chance at not just making the playoffs, but advancing deep, you now have an opportunity to bolster it for a playoff run. If you don't do that by July 31st, my criticism will be far greater than it is today. Yeah. yeah, but where it would have only cost you money, and it's easy for me to say it's not my money, but it would be an investment if you were to sign Craig Kimbrell. Now it's going to cost you prospects. And maybe you get somebody cheaper. Maybe you get somebody who's under team control beyond the 2019 season, but now it's going to cost you guys from your system and some of that organizational depth that you hear Baseball teams talking about nowadays. Organizational depth is a big thing. And now you have to sacrifice a little bit of that to go and get somebody where you could have gone and gotten Craig Kimbrell, not hurt your depth at all, or traded away any prospect and and the risk that comes with that. Yeah. I do wonder. So this is this is reminds my where my brain is going here today. Cause I fifteen million dollars a year 
is a lot less than Craig Kimbrell could have gotten in a in a shorter term deal. Craig Kimbrell could have gotten twenty million dollars this year, maybe even more, if he had signed a one year contract. And if it were if it were if that were the ballpark that he was willing to play in, I do think the Twins very much. I think that's the ballpark the Twins were wanting to play into that one and two year, and that's what Dan Hayes has been reporting. So if you're Kimbrell and someone offers you forty five million over three. Or someone offers you between twenty and twenty-five million for one, and then you get to go back on the free agent market, and you'd only need to get then twenty over a two-year period to make up for it. It's possible that that he has turned down more money over the long haul by going with the forty-five million dollar deal. But when someone guarantees you forty-five million, no matter what happens to you, yeah, who knows what happens? It's probably tough now to pass up, and the money that isn't guaranteed coming yeah. up. Anything yeah. could happen. How risky do you guys think that third year is? Because that's what I mean, the Twins basically said. Well. That thirty years too risky for us. We're out. I don't think it's. I mean, yeah, yes, could could it fall apart? Absolutely. But if you're this good, it's worth that risk, right? The Cubs made a move last night that tells their fan base, their clubhouse, everybody, we are all in. We see a deficiency, and and the Cubs bullpen deficiency right now is greater than the Twins. Yes, I will say that. Yes, the Cubs have been a dumpster fire. But the Cubs made a move last night where if you play for that team, you're like, okay, it's go time. And the message that a Kimbrel signing would would have sent to me would, would have offset, okay, there's risk there. But again, also, if this ends up best case, if you have as much success as we think that this team could possibly have, guess what? It's well worth it. If the man's arm, if he's walking out of target field in two years, and his arm literally comes off his body and falls to the ground, and you have won a World Series, I'm like, Craig, can I pick that, that arm up? Let's go to the hospital. Let's get that yeah, fixed. Let's get him some medical attention. Your career's done. First and foremost. But I love the message that the Cubs sent l- last night. And if you're an okay team and you're like, we should sign Kimbrell, I completely get saying no. It, it's not time. But this goes, this goes back. this goes back to what we've discussed, which is, when Thad Levine in January said, you know, we think that the window's sort of open here, but we're not sure how wide. And now we all can talk about it's open. This was a opportunity to make a statement that I am willing to take the risk of, as you've just uh, said, Phil, that third year. Yeah. A, you don't know how long the window is open. All we know is the window is open now. So you have to make some sort of push. And like you said, Phil, there's still time and opportunities with guys on the trade market to make that push, to make whatever additions you need to make to the bullpen and the pitching staff as a whole. But when you sign a free agent, you're almost always risking something on the back end. That's almost always the case. And almost any time that you sign a free agent to even somewhat big money, your best chance to win with that guy is in the first year or two of that contract. Let's take Kirk Cousins, for example. And I know it didn't work, but when the Vikings added Kirk Cousins... They looked at that situation and said, we have a defense that's Super Bowl ready. We were just a few plays away from being in the Super Bowl last year. Let's add a quarterback to this Super Bowl ready defense, and that's going to cash strap us later. We might lose some defensive players, and our chances are probably going to go down over the course of the three years that we have Kirk Cousins. But we're signing him for three years. We're giving him that guarantee to put ourselves in position to win now. We'll figure out year two and year three when they come, but we feel like the window is open now, so we have to strike. That's what you do. And the risk that you're running is what? 
That's your 15. And again, not my money. Easy for me to say. I can't even fathom this type of money. But $15 million that you're not getting maximum performance out of, that you're not, that he's not living up to the value of the contract. That doesn't strap you as an organization. That doesn't stop you from keeping around the young players you have here. That doesn't stop you if the window is still open and you're still trying to contend from going out and getting somebody. That's not a con. That's not Bryce Harper. That's not Manny Machado, which handcuffs an organization if they don't play up to the number on the contract. You're you're 15 million in the hole. And maybe he's an eight or 10 million dollar reliever. And you got to go make that up somewhere else on the roster. Yeah. The thing is, they get an incomplete grade here, though, because let, let's use. Let's use uh, Ken Giles or Ken Giles, by the way, is absurdly good this year. Again, he's been one of the best relievers in baseball, had a weird kind of wonky year last year. He's given up three runs so far this year. He's 15 strikeouts per nine. And I believe he's under team control for a year and a half with the Blue Jays, who are absolutely going to trade him at some point before July 31st. So if you wind up in four or five weeks with Ken Giles and or Marcus Stroman, let's say it's like a Ken Giles, Marcus Stroman package, and you also get to keep your top three prospects in-house, well, then I'm much less bewildered by not going to three years on Craig Kimball. So a lot of this, I know there's a lot of fans, and all of us were on social media last night, there's a lot of fans who are just like, I'm out out again, same old twins, same old poll ads, etc. Well, a couple things. It's an incomplete grade until July 31st because they're not going to lose their lead in the Central between now and July 31st. They are 90% to uh, to 97% to make the playoffs. And so they still have plenty of runway to make a trade and to and to bring in some impactful arms for the postseason. The other thing to remember, they're 40 and 20 even after looking terrible the last couple nights. But they've lost two to the Indians. Here come those Indians. <laughs> yep. Here yeah, comes Cleveland. But they but we definitely know for a fact they need bullpen help. Yeah. Like, the, like that's not a, I think they do. Correct. They do. Now here's the real question though. And and here's where, where the game might get changed a little bit by the Kimbrell decision and him not coming here. That Toronto trade that you just brought up is two really nice arms. Again, window open for a world series right now, potentially do we need to, or, or more importantly, not we do they need to consider that Lewis or Kirilov now in the right trade becomes available because we are, you know what? We can talk all we want about 2020, 2021, blah, 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 keep going. But there's clearly an opportunity here presenting itself. And again, if you can win a world series, it changes the dynamic completely. Knowing what we know now and with the parameters, if Toronto says, okay, we'll do that, but we need Royce Lewis. Do you now have to strongly consider that? Because at some point becoming conservative might be a huge mistake. Man, I would I would explore every non Kirilov and Royce Lewis possibility first, obviously. Oh, sure. If you can get something, if you can get Agreed. Ken Giles for less than those two, then then you have to explore those things. But going back to Thad Levine's words in the offseason, when the window is open, we will strike. And both those guys, you know, Falvey and Levine have said the same thing. I don't think the window gets any more open than it is right now. I don't think like Name me a scenario in baseball for the Twins, for the Twins, not for not for the Yankees who might have a right. $250 million payroll, et cetera. For the Minnesota Twins with Byron Buxton, Eddie Rosario, Jorge Polanco, Max Kepler, Miguel Sano, all these guys are raking and emerging into their prime years. Jose Barrios, Jake Odorizzi, prime, 
just slaying on the mound, right? And you've got some good relievers, even though you you need bullpen help. You've got all these pieces. You got free agents you brought in in the offseason. They're all contributing. And you have a 10-game lead in your division, not even halfway through the season. This is as wide as the window gets for the Minnesota Twins. And I'm not saying that this is the best Twins team of all time. I'm saying there aren't many times when you get this lead this early and you're and you're no longer trying to also position yourself for the playoffs. There's a lot of teams that make trades, and the Twins have been this team a number of times. When the Twins traded for Shannon Stewart, that trade was to make the playoffs because they were five games under 500. The Twins right now are trading to win the World Series. Correct. So, or, or, or signing players like Craig Campbell to win the World yeah. Series. And so everything has to be on the table, but I would exhaust every, every non Kirloff and Royce Lewis option. Just so. By the way, just real quick, Ken Rosenthal reported, this is a couple hours ago, that the Rays came in second in the Craig Campbell sweepstakes. I saw that. That the Rays had the, uh, the Rays with the lowest payroll in the majors or the runner up for Craig Campbell, giving him a choice of two proposals. One of their offers was two years, 31 million. With a club option for the third year, I'm guessing. And the other was a three-year, $39 million deal. And uh, and so the Rays went three full years. Cubs went three full years. A few million dollars between the two contracts. Twins did not go three full years. So Chad is listening, and he tweeted, Didn't Doogie have a report that Kimbrell kind of wasn't interested in the Twins? Darren Wolfson, host of The Scoop. You can catch that at scorenorth.com or on the Score North mobile app. Darren uh, Doogie responded, said, I did not. I opine that even if the Twins offered a third year like the Rays did, Kimbrell would have chosen the Cubs. And I saw a few other tweets from Doogie earlier in the day. He seems to think that Kimbrell just preferred being in Chicago versus Minnesota. That's a very real possibility. It's a very real possibility. Now, if if he wants to be in Chicago and they offer a third year guaranteed, and he's not thinking about, well, if I could, t- if I took more money on a one year deal and then I can get back into free agency, he's probably thinking, I just want forty five million dollars, sure, or forty three million. But if the question is, would I have been comfortable as the Twins going three years? The answer from my end is absolutely. So if they did say, well, you don't really want to play here, and we don't want want to go three years, see ya. If it had been me, I would have said, "Let's talk on three years. I'll do three years." I, I just, I just, I don't see, I don't see in a non-cap league this huge downside with the opportunity that presents itself right now. No, it won't stop you from league, doing anything. Yes. If he doesn't play up to fifteen million dollars in the last year of the contract, it doesn't stop you from doing anything. It won't stop you from retaining your own players. And it won't stop you from going out and getting other players. That's not a back-breaking contract. That's not a contract that handcuffs an organization three years from now if he's not playing up to it. And if he is, great. You yeah. have the best closer in baseball. You know, we can open up for some Twins vent line here. We don't take a ton of calls here, but we would love to get your thoughts. If you want to vent about the Twins not getting Craig Kimbrell, 651 651-646-8255. 651-646-8255. Eight two five five. I know we're heavy twins right now, but there are Woge bombs dropping. Have you seen the Woge bombs that are dropping? The net stuff. Yeah. Do he, we do we have a follow up for why they made the trade they made? They're freeing up money to try and keep up with the Nets and other NBA teams that are going to be hot and heavy after or some they're, maybe big they're, free agents this offseason. Are they clearing money for uh, Andrew Wiggins? Andrew, Andrew, Andrew I don't think contract. that's it. The only possibility he brings up is a max free agent and retaining D'Angelo Russell. Or going out and getting two big free agents. And they want Kyrie. Interesting. And he says Kyrie is serious about the Nets. The Nets are serious about beating the Knicks and the rest of the league 
to the biggest free agents in the marketplace. With the trade, Atlanta now has three top picks, 8, 10, and 17 in the top 20 of this year's NBA draft. Interesting. I love the NBA offseason. It's the best. It's just, I'm not even the bigger basketball guy, but it's fantastic. He says they want to keep 8 and use 10 to trade back for a future asset. Mm. Dude, it's just like the the NBA offseason has turned into just <laughs> reckless speculation for two months. Oh, it's constant. It's beautiful. Um, we've got some we've got some names also of other bullpen options the Twins could trade for. And our phone lines are they're blowing up. Uh, there's a couple open right now if you want to jump in 651-646-8255. Mackie and Jeb with Rami from the TCL Studios. Luther Brookdale Toyota is on the corner of 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard. And uh, man, I'm just I'm so happy with the brand new Rav4 XLE that I'm now driving. I've been a Camry Corolla guy for a number of years, and I think it's just like the last two winters for me. I need some four wheel drive. I, I I love I love driving Camrys and Corollas, and I will no doubt go back to those at some point. But I just needed something with a little more spaciousness, a little bit more traction. Enough of me. that crap is what you're saying. That's pretty you much what some I'm saying. Four wheel drive. Enough of that crap. Yeah, I just you know I just. I just want to feel a little bit more manly, I right. guess. Exactly. Yeah. On the roads. Just want to plow right through that snow. If I'm being honest, it has nothing to do with snow. I'm five foot eight and I just <laughs> there's a little bit of a inferiority complex happening. I, I just get needed it. something Napoleon complex. I'm over on. I'm overcompensating with a RAV four. I get it. Yep. And the fine folks at Luther Brookdale Toyota helped me through every step of the way from the test driving all the way through uh, going over the safety features and uh, the technology to the paperwork. It's a great experience. My family and I have been going for 30-plus years. You should, too. 694 Brooklyn Boulevard, Luther Brookdale, Toyota.com. Thank you, Jonathan, Mackie, and Judd with Rami. Jonathan will be asking us random questions and uh, arbitrarily and corruptly handing out points in uh, today's edition of Cram Session. That's coming up at 5 o'clock. Right now we're talking about Craig Kimbrell. Twins miss out on him. He signs a three-year deal to go to the Chicago Cubs, taking your calls at 651-646-8255. We do have a list of uh, some other guys the Twins could go after between now and the trade deadline. But first, let's get to those phones, Phil. All right. Twins vent line. The vent lines are open. Like Rami said, 651-646-8255. Jim in White Bear Lake. Are you going to burn it down? <laughs> no, sir. Uh, thanks for taking the call. I I think Balvi and Levine uh, have earned the right for a little bit of uh, patience. They haven't made a wrong move this year that I can see. And uh, I think that anyone who's ready to jump off the wagon at this point needs to take a look in the mirror and make sure they understand what's going on. So that's a very level-headed call by Jim there. And that's, that's the intersection that I'm at personally in that I'm on the record. I would have given three years, 50, maybe 50 plus million dollars to Craig Campbell fully aware and open to all of the risks and red flags, all the walks he issued in the postseason, the velocity's down, he's 31, he's, I believe he had Tommy John surgery 10 or 11 years ago, and that's that's what Perk was saying on the the show today, that that's kind of the the time span where you might have to have another one at some point. I'm fine with all that, A, because it's not my money, but B, even looking out for the economics of the Twins in baseball, I just don't think it cripples you that much, but the other road at this intersection is I really trust this front office. I think these guys are really smart. They've built something incredible for this year. And in general, when I think something and they clearly think the opposite, I start to look at myself and think, well, maybe I 
Don't am I, like, what, what am I missing here? Don't like, question Clearly, yourself, they have more information, they've and they're smart. Some, they've earned some benefit of the doubt with you. But and, they might also just be being too conservative here. And they, they get that benefit of the doubt without question until July 30th. If they don't do something major here to improve this bullpen, then I'm out on, on what they have not done. But that's why last night I was disappointed because, to me, the contract made sense. But I'm more than willing now to give them until the deadline to add a starting pitcher and bullpen help. And if they do it and if they trade guys, absolutely, that's fantastic. But if you go conservative on Kimbrell and then conservative on, but we can't give up our prospects, to me, that's a problem. So let's see up until the deadline if they acknowledge this and make moves. And if they do, then guess what? It could be absolutely fine. What if... What if the market starts to heat up here? Because we haven't, we don't know what the effect of just one trade deadline is. We don't know if that's going to speed it up, if that's going to slow it down, and everybody's going to rush to the finish line in the last week of July, or if teams are going to start pulling the trigger here pretty soon. What if there is a run on relievers in the trade market in the next three to four weeks? Are you still giving them into July thirty first, or no? Then they, they it becomes more urgent, yes, does it not? Yes, but they. The, the pursuit of Kimbrell acknowledges that they are cognizant, and rightfully so, of the fact that they need help in the bullpen. So it's incumbent upon them, by the time that the deadline arrives, that that's been addressed. And so, yes, if guys start to go in two weeks now, if guys start to get traded, get involved. But I'm not going to overreact to what didn't happen with Kimbrell. I would have given him the contract. But what I will say is this window now presents an opportunity that's a great one, and you need to take advantage of that. I wouldn't feel a need to react to what happened last night, but I would definitely be already working the phones and working them hard and trying to make a deal. I wouldn't sit back and wait for the market to figure itself out. Michael Michael in St. Paul, you're on Twins Ventline with Mackie and Judd and Rami. Hello, gentlemen. I'm kind of with Jim. I guess I'm uh, thinking that maybe the Cubs saved us from ourselves a little bit. You know, I just feel like it's a you Darvish part two type of thing where, you know... Even it's a, it put the money aside, you know. If you sign the guy and he's terrible, then you know you've got to you got to trot him out there because you paid him, and you're stuck with him on your your roster. And um, I honestly feel like uh, getting an active player that, you know, whether we have to trade one of our guys or not. I mean, I understand there's a there's a huge value in our prospects, but I really feel like we dodged a bullet. To be honest with you, and it's and it's very possible because the last time the Twins and the Cubs were in a showdown for a big name pitcher. You Darvish was the guy, and to this point, even though uh, Rami wearing his Fly the W shirt and Cubs hat and Cubs nipple tassels would tell you differently. I don't know if you guys saw I have my Cub-colored Jordans on today. Okay. Yeah. It's great. My underwear is blue, too. Okay. Yeah. We, Why are you wearing Harry Carey frames right now? We, <laughs> we didn't even need to know about your undergarments, Rami. No. Don't ever say that again, actually. But the difference between the Kimball contract and the Darvish uh, contract to me is very simple. It's the term. If Kimball got a six-year deal, I'm out. I agree. I can handle three. Yeah, because with with Darvish, even at the best case scenario, you had two bad years at the end of that contract. Even if you Darvish doesn't have the start to his contract that he that that he did, best case scenario, he's you Darvish for three or four years of that six year deal. So you're eating two or three years of a bad contract. The mm-hmm. Twins can't afford to do that. But one year of a not so hefty contract, they can eat that if they have to. I think we should circle back at some point to. Two words that you just said in that sentence, which are can't afford or can't afford to do, because I think that's another point of contention among Twins fans in that 
There's no salary cap in baseball, and we're talking about billionaires. You can do whatever you want, but put a pin in that for just a second here. All right. Chancy and Fargo. What's going on, buddy? Hey, good to talk to you guys again. Welcome I'm, back. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So I, I do have a problem with them, you know, I guess not signing Kimbrell if it was an option, let's say. If he, if he just wanted to be in Chicago, I guess you can't force a guy, right? But uh, I I liken it to the Vikings situation a little bit. Like, let, let's just I cross over and think about it. Both teams are in a window to win, as everybody would agree, right? Only difference is the Vikings have the salary cap they have to contend with, but if if there was a great offensive lineman on the market and there was no salary cap and they signed Josh Klein, uh, people would scream about it. But with the Twins, we're probably going to get a middle-of-the-road uh, reliever somewhere down the line. And he might, you know, the Twins might even finish the best record in baseball. But all I know is when you're playing the Yankees in the playoffs at Yankee Stadium and up comes Stanton and Judge, and it's in the ninth inning or the eighth, and we've got Blake Parker on the mound, and the umpire makes the strike zone the size of a nickel, uh, I want Craig Kimbrell. I don't want somebody else's third best reliever. I, I want the uh, best of the best, or at least the potential for it. And like you said, the window's open, and with no salary cap, unlike the NFL, you got to go for it when you got the shot. So I, I just don't see it, other than you know the third year, no big deal. Go get it. They're going to need it in the playoffs when the big boys come to play. That's all i got to say, guys. Yeah, we like when uh, Chancey always brings, brings good phone calls. Good call. He's exactly right. Well, he was wrong about one thing. There is a salary cap in baseball. And I'm not talking about the luxury tax. In fact, there are 30 different salary caps in Major League Baseball. It's called the break-even revenue point. Sure. Th- that's that's the salary cap in baseball. But, and I, I explained this uh, to Derek on the show, the twin show, yesterday. The issue you've got, though, in the Kimbrel contract or a trade that is going to uh, strengthen your bullpen and potentially uh, your starting rotation is this. Your salary cap is also derived from the revenues that you bring in at your ballpark and your and your TV package and what that means. And if you pounce on an opportunity to be successful, and let's say you win a World Series, your salary cap changes because now you're selling more tickets, yep. season tickets, jerseys, concessions. When, when Fox Sports North comes calling next time on a contract, you say, hey, 2019 World Series champion, babies, pay up. So you can help define what your salary cap is too by making by spending to make business decisions ultimately that impact that bottom line. I believe it was Derek Wetmore who said to me, "Scared money don't make money." But then he got scared of the third year himself. Then he got yeah. scared of the third year and then fought he saw, against then he it. Saw right. His baseball he started crying and, and ran like, the other way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Derek Wetmore does have a list of of relievers on scorenorth.com. Now that Craig Kimbrell is off the board, there is a list of relievers on the website if you want to go, and we and we will get to that before the end of the hour here, but. Twins Vent Line is happening here. Jeff in Texas. Hey, Jeff. Hey. So um, there's a couple of correlations. So last year, right, the Lance Lynn thing, and, oh, Lance Lynn was going to come in, help him get to the playoffs because they had made it the year before miraculously. But he was just a clubhouse no content. And then we go back to 15. I, I, I don't, I'm not sure on the years. You guys can fill in the years because I'm not sure. good with that stuff. But, when Tory Hunter was in the, when Tory Hunter was part of the clubhouse, mm-hmm. the team was fun. They enjoyed playing together. I mean, it, w- it was a locker room atmosphere. So my whole point on this is maybe, and I trust Falvey and Levine, and I'm I've been in Texas, so I've been able to follow the Rangers all these years. Ryan Levine was there when they had the runs, the, the two World Series runs. I mean, those clubhouses were solid like it was solid clubhouses everybody enjoyed being around each other maybe they just saw something Kimbrel. they were like 
eh, a little bit too much of an oddball, and he only wants to pitch when he can get saves, which is some of the early uh, some of the early commentary was he wanted to just be the saver, not used when he wanted to. So. so I think so, Jeff. Thanks for the call. I think Jeff is barking up, like not the the totally a hundred percent right tree, but like the tree next to it, in that they clearly, for a number of different reasons, and we might never know all the reasons, but it's possible that. Maybe there was something, I don't know, personality-wise. I don't know, Craig Campbell. But, but I don't know that they make the offer that they made if they're worried about personality or what he does to clubhouse chemistry. But they didn't make a three-year offer. They, I think the Twins... So they thought he's a ticking time bomb in the clubhouse? Well, like, the third year, he... This is reckless speculation at its peak here. But it's possible that they just wanted him <laughs> as a one-year mercenary, is what I'm saying. That they said, you know what? We'll 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 go down this path of one year mercenary and we'll make it very much worth your while. But we're not looking for a three year relationship. But where Jeff's wrong then is if, if that's the plan, the uh, potential that he's going to self destruct is higher. Because if you come in on one year, if you come in for three years, you're there for three years potentially, right? So if you get that contract and you're like, I got screwed by the system and now I'm going to get mine for one year, and I'm there's a much bigger chance I think then that you're a malcontent, Jimmy Butler. So, yeah, I would say that it would be the opposite, and and it makes... Listen, if you could bring him in on a year and he's going to be a good guy, that's fantastic, but I foresee a guy on a one-year contract being a lot more volatile about the fact he feels screwed by baseball. Yeah. Uh, Twins vent line continues here. Mackie and Jeb with Rami. Todd in Bloomington. Hey, guys. Hey, Todd. Hey, uh, you know, Phil, you were talking about giving these guys the benefit of the doubt, or some one of the other callers did, and... The part where I'm frustrated, I would be almost more willing to give them the benefit of the doubt if they had just completely passed on Kimbrell and said, you know what, our analytics say this guy is not worth touching. We're just not going to do it. I would have said, okay, that's fine. But the fact that they went two years, so they're kind of saying, yeah, we kind of want to do it, but so you either do it or don't. That's where I... That's right. They kind of lose me a little bit. All right, Todd. But I, but I would say that you're never a hundred percent sure about anything when you're scouting baseball players and trying to figure out. Like they're trying to figure out what's left of this guy's arm, how many years left of this guy's arm. You know all these different factors. And what they're saying is, we are pretty sure that he's going to be okay for this year, and then. The further down the road you go, we're less sure about it. And so we're going to bet on this year and maybe next year. And we're not comfortable betting on that third year. So it's not it's not really an in or an out. It's, eh, we see some red flags, but we're comfortable with those red flags for 2019, not as much for 2021. So I understand their logic and kind of like dipping their toes in the pool, but not jumping in like the Cubs did for three years. I would have done it, but it's Me not too. it's not an indictment against them that they didn't. I don't lose any faith in Falvey and Levine because they, they were outbid by the Cubs. I'm sure, like like we've been talking about, I'm sure that they're going to be aggressive in adding to this club. They, they're not stupid. They see what we see, that the window is open, that they have an amazing opportunity here with such a huge lead in the division. They'll continue to be aggressive. I disagree with the move, but it doesn't affect my faith that I have in this Twins front office. You're happy. What do you mean? The Cubs got him. I don't know what you're talking about. Not to not to mention the fact I I, I, want, I want in on the Zobra story here. I want to know what's going on there. <laughs> this convenient. Oh, now you're just no, no. I, this convenient. This is ridiculous now. <laughs> the fact that Ben Zobra just disappears and a team that wasn't going to spend now can just spend. 
My favorite song. I want to know what happened. I want to know who's in on this and how this went down. I don't know, man. We're going to cut your hair in your sleep. <laughs> Seriously, Phil. I didn't sign the have guy. You ever, have you, <laughs> have you ever heard sure? of, a, base, of a, guy, a guy going through a divorce? I mean, unfortunately, as we all know, lots of people get divorced, right? That's true. Yeah, like half of America, right? And apparently now is willing to forfeit $9 million, and he's not showing up again, and maybe. they don't expect him to, maybe? And is, is all he, of a sudden, this allows them okay. to sign Kimbrell? I have a theory. He's so mad at her that he doesn't want her to get the four and a half? Well, I, I mean, if I'm getting divorced... And she's taking half, and I'm planning on retiring after this year anyways. Like, I'm putting in all this work so she can take half of dollars. No, hell with it. I'm staying home. I want to see the personal services contract that the Ricketts get, are giving Zobrist under the table that we don't know about. And I hope the Cubs get fined. And, and we have, major we have fines music and suspensions. for ridiculous conspiracy theories? Fines and, listen, Mackie will tell you, I'm often right about stuff <laughs> that sounds crazy at first. It's just very convenient that one Ben Zober shows up in the clubhouse one day and is like, yeah, Julia, hey, she's divorcing me. And by the way, peace out. I am done. And the Ricketts say, well, that's $9 million. Why don't you go get a closer? Because our bullpen just so happens to stink. And we didn't address it in the offseason like we should have. So why don't we take care of this now? And Ben Zober says, that's great. I'll stay at home. If this is something that Ben Zobrist agreed to, this cements him as ultimate team player. Like see, see, Rami knows something. You can tell he knows something. It's the Cubs underground, Phil. Amazing. Let's take one more here. One more on Twins Vent Line. Steve in Invergrove. Hey, thanks a lot. Tell you what, speaking of trees and barking, I'll bark up the crazy tree and suggest uh, let's tree. go trade for a hitter. Why not go 27 Yankees and murderers row and destroy everybody at the plate? Outrun them. Hold on, hold on, Steve, 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 are you there? Are you there? Yeah, I'm in heavy traffic. Okay, here's the here's the crazy thing. So you mentioned the 1927 Yankees, you know, just go all in on offense. The 1927 Yankees hit 158 home runs as a team. The Twins already have 110 home runs or something like 112 home runs, and it's not even the middle of June yet. So okay, we're what what. How far percentage wise, ratio wise, were the Yankees ahead of everybody else versus us right now? <laughs> Everybody's hitting home runs. Let's just outdo them all. I just don't know where you'd put yeah. another hitter. That's what the problem. What were the stats on June fifth, nineteen twenty-seven, Phil? <laughs> I can find that. Actually. He's actually pulling it up. I'm on baseball. He reference. started to type it in. <laughs> I mean, it was just a joke. I was kidding. <laughs> but the, but the nineteen twenty-seven Yankees very top heavy. Uh, Lou Gehrig had forty-seven home runs. Babe Ruth had sixty home runs. And a couple other guys had twenty, and then it was just a just a bunch of dudes. Unlike the Twins, where they, everyone's they really weren't hit twenty five or forty bombs. By the way, how how about the home run that Buxton hit last night? Whew, that thing didn't land. I dropped a JFC in the presence of Derek Wetmore mid conversation. That game was on down the hallway. Yeah, I was like, hold on, this ball might leave the stadium. Yes. <laughs> that was amazing. He crushed that. It thing. was more than halfway up. Left field bleachers, right? It was more than three quarters of the. It almost cleared the left field bleachers. That was amazing. I hit him bomba. I mean, the, that's that's what we have to hang on to here. Okay, we don't have Craig Kimbrell, but I hit him bomba. We still have bombas. Still have bombas, uh, and we have a list of other bullpen options we should get to here on the other side of this. Let's let's look ahead. Craig Kimbrell is in the rearview mirror now. Let's look ahead to other bullpen options the Twins could think they're uh, they're puzzling to after we talk about. Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Mackie and Jeb with Rami on the all-new Score North and Federated Mutual Insurance Company is here to help people who own businesses 
there are all kinds of different challenges and things that pop up when you're a business owner. Just think about the checklist you have every single day and uh, the highs and the lows. I mean, any given week, any given month, any given day, you're uh, you're probably putting out fires and you're probably celebrating wins. You're just you're riding a roller coaster when you own a business and it really really helps to have an insurance company like Federated which has over a century of experience in protecting businesses and making them as successful as they can be. You want a company like Federated standing behind your business. You can visit federatedinsurance.com to find your local representative. It's very easy. It's a very uh, sleek, easy website to navigate. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect yours. We are Mackie and Jeb with Rami on the all-new score. I'm sure that the Twins knew there was a ballpark of, of where he was at monetarily, what he wanted or what he thought he was going to end up getting. Uh, those are two different things. But what I do is try to get him for... Oh, on a one-year deal for as much or as little as possible, but as, it, try to find what what will you take for one year. So I'm going all in on on this season with right. that guy because you're not giving up the future. You're not giving up. You're in a position this year where you have a nine and a half game lead. You have one of the best offenses, one of the best teams in baseball. So go all in on this year without sacrificing anything for the future. So. There's Glenn Perkins. It was the Score North Twins show with Glenn Perkins uh, this afternoon at 1. If you want to catch it live on 1500 or live.scorenorth.com. And you can listen to it anytime you want, wherever wherever you download podcasts. Just search Score North Twins show or do yourself and us a favor. Get that Score North mobile app. Listen to your favorite shows on demand. Subscribe, rate, leave your comments. The more you listen live, the more points you rack up to win cool rewards from us because we love you. It's also your one-stop shop for all the written content from scorenorth.com, including Judd's thoughts on Craig Kimbrell signing with the Cubs and not the Minnesota Twins. So now, Phil, we look to where do the Twins go from here? Craig Kimbrell off the board. Now they look to the trade deadline and who might be available. And uh, theathletic.com, Jim Bowden, former Major League General Manager, and he's been on ESPN before, and he has a list of starters. He's got a list of position players, but relievers are the ones we're most interested in here based on what's happening right now. Blake Parker, hey, it's been great. Appreciate the first couple months. Don't need him pitching in super high leverage situations until <laughs> certainly not in October at this rate, right? And we'll talk more about Martin Perez and the, the rough last couple starts he's had. But I'm going to give you guys some names here. You tell me what you think, all right? Sean Doolittle. He is currently the closer for the Washington Nationals, who are several games under five. They've won four in a row, but they're still five games under five hundred. Now, he's 32 years old, going to be 33 before the season's over. And he's had a ton of injury issues in his career. All-star last year. He's been one of the best closers in baseball the last couple of years. When he's healthy, he's incredible and very difficult to hit. And Sean Doolittle, I believe, becomes a free agent for the 2020 season. So you'd just be getting Sean Doolittle on a rental, you know, three or four month deal. I'm interested. What's the price, do we think? Not one of your top pro. I mean, it costs you something. If it's but. a rental, it's not going to be one of your top right. three so prospects. The price is probably. probably not that big. Probably not. Ken Giles, yeah. he's 28 years old. He has pitched in World Series games. He's currently the closer for a bad Blue Jays team. A 1.08 earned run average, 15 strikeouts per nine innings. He's still under team control through 2020, and he makes $6.5 million this year. Arbitration, probably closer to $10 million next year. Are we sure he'll be on the market? 
Because that's a Blue Jays team that seems about ready to pop when you hear about their their farm system. That seems like a team that's about ready to start trying to contend. Yeah, it's possible he's not, but I'm thinking if you're the Blue Jays and you can spin off a reliever for something, I mean, you're going to have to give up more for him than a Sean Doolittle based on age, based on team control, etc. Right, absolutely. So if it's it's, um, Giles and Stroman, though, we're we're talking about making it worth the Blue Jays' while for it Oh, you're talking about a package for both those guys. Yes, that's what Phil said. But that's but that's where I said, are you prepared? Are the twins prepared to go down a path that a week ago we all agreed we didn't want to? Well, not we all. Which was I said I was okay with it if the right uh, deal presented okay. itself. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, <laughs> Mister Mister Ballsy. Um, <clears throat> Phil and I said that we were not prepared to go down the Royce Lewis Alex Kirilov path. But if you're going to get two pitchers like that who can immediately help put you over the top, you're giving up at least one of those two guys. Correct. And I would do it in a heartbeat. That, that's the question. Stroman makes me a little nervous because he's more of a contact pitcher. He's, he's really, really good in that role, but I don't see Stroman coming in. He's going to have to navigate his way around the Astros and the Yankees. You know, he's not the type of guy that's going to come in and blow fastballs by Yankees hitters in a postseason series. So he makes I wouldn't I wouldn't overpay for Stroman. Ken Giles I might overpay for, and if it's part of a package deal, I'm open to conversations. Brad Hand, Minnesota's own. Brad Hand. I like this one a lot, by the way. 29 years old. He's under contract. He makes $7 million this year with the Indians, $7 million next year, and there's a $10 million team option for 2021. And Brad Hand has been ridiculous this year. He leads the major leagues in in, uh, games finished. He has a 1.05 ERA and 13 strikeouts per nine innings. He blows hitters away. The question here would be, you're getting essentially two and a half years of Brad Hand. If the Indians start to wave that white flag, which, I mean, they're probably not going to want to hang on to a 29-year-old reliever if they start trading away like Trevor Bauer. Then they're going into a two- or three-year rebuild situation. But would you have to pay a division tax and also a two and a half years of team control tax? He would cost you something. He would cost you plenty. The answer is yes on both counts, but I would explore it and I might do it. It might cost you one of those two guys that most people want to make untouchable. For a guy that good with two and a half years of team control, there's going to be a high asking price for Brad Hand. Something else worth noting that I I don't know if this would stop me necessarily, but I don't think that dude has pitched in a postseason game. I'm pretty sure Um, Brad Hand has never pitched in the postseason. I take that back. He pitched twice. In 2016, right? Last year. He pitched last year. Yeah, because he went... Marlins, Padres, Indians, right? Yeah, he uh, he. So he's pitched one and two thirds career postseason innings. I don't like. I'd rather have the best, the better pitcher than the experienced pitcher. But it's something to consider that Ken Giles has pitched in the World Series and and uh, Brad Hand has not. Rizal Iglesias, the current closer for the Cincinnati Reds, the last three years he's been the closer. Just a really steady pitcher. He's twenty nine years old. Uh, Thirteen strikeouts per nine. Always has an ERA around two and a half. On, on a bad team, he wouldn't be my first option among these pitchers. If I'm ranking the four guys we're throwing out, Ken Giles is number one, Brad Hand is number two, Sean Doolittle number three, and then Iglesias would be number four. His contract is what again? Uh, Iglesias is team control through 2021. Mm, that's so, interesting. So you get him for the next few years. Out He's making $6 million a year the next two years, and then nine and nine. He actually signed hmm. a contract uh extension to take him through 2022. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued by all these guys. And there are, uh, there are a lot of options out there for the Twins to go out and add. 
But again, now you're giving up prospects where with Craig Kimbrell, it was only going to cost you money. And keep in mind, too, I want a reliever, and personally, I want a starter. Yeah, because he's hit the panic button. You're giving up. You are, Martin Perez. I am prepared to give up. I'm prepared to give up six prospects in two trades. Six okay. prospects. There, be, it's going to cost you. But you know what? There's it's going to cost me high There's price. some packages out there that might only make it one trade. For instance, there are... Let's go to the San Francisco Giants. So the San Francisco Giants have Madison Bumgarner as a starting pitcher that's going to become a free agent. And Will Smith, their closer, he's having a hell of a season right now, isn't he? It's like those two dudes probably get packaged together. The uh, the two guys from Toronto, Ken Giles and Stroman, probably get packaged together. Shane Green, the closer for the Tigers, is is probably going to get traded. And there's also, in this article, Matthew Boyd is a trade block candidate here. Now that's... Like that ain't quite Bumgarner in his prime, and uh, and Ken Giles or you know Sean Doolittle, but there are there are some packages to be had here. But he's willing to go six prospects in to get well what, two what, pieces. Yeah, well, what, two pieces. Yeah. Well, I mean, if if, if two of those six. prospects are like your twenty eighth and thirtieth yeah. guys, okay, let's. Yeah, let's talk. I'm talking six bodies. Are you giving? Are you giving up? How many of the top, to get those two? How many of the Twins' top ten prospects are you giving up? To get which two? To get uh, Stroman and Giles. Oh, that's going to cost... Or well, Bumgarner and Will Smith. <clears throat> that type of trade is going to cost me Lewis or Kir- or Kirilov, one of the two. And then I'm going to give you... So if I give you one of those two, then I'll give you outside the top ten a couple more, but not inside the top ten, probably. Reckless speculation. If I can do that Giants trade or that Blue Jays trade, I mean, that's, that is... They, they ain't going to... Go away without a parting gift that includes one of your two top prospects. Right? No, it's going to probably take four, four or five pieces, four or five prospects going back the other way. But if I also you're getting those two guys. But I also, when when winter comes, can go to bed and my head will hit the pillow, knowing that I gave my team every opportunity. All those pillows. All your pillows. I got a lot of pillows. It's not me. That's Dawn. Dawn's old. Yeah, the one. I hate all the pillows, and she gets mad because I throw them off the bed every night. She's like, "Why but, are you throwing the? Why are you throwing?" But the pillows how many off the bed? did you have under I your head in that morning like Judd th- video? Like three. It looked. You looked very uncomfortable. I was. I hate all the pillows. <laughs> it's not me. She buys them. Do you, but do you? Sl- how many pillows do you sleep with? <laughs> Two. But the problem is, I have to toss all. Th- well, and then there's the pillows she buys that are pillow pillows. Then there's the throw pillows that she likes that look good on the bed, but serve it takes no you have 45 purpose. Forty-five minutes to make your bed in the morning. Uh I throw them off. I just throw them all. And off. then I'm guessing you don't it. make the bed in the morning. No, I do actually. Oh, do you? But I don't tuck it in. Oh, neither do I. I'm not. I hate t- t- I'm not. No, a, I'm I not a tucker in her, and I'm never going to do it. No. And Makes she you feel like you complain. accomplish something when you start your day by making your bed. Because I like it's to, a little win in the morning. That's yeah. true. And I billow it. You know, I get the sheet and I billow it, and it goes whoo up in the air, and then it comes down, <laughs> and it's like a little tent. Yeah. And then I billow the next cover, and then there's the comforter. I like to make the bed. I, I do like dishes. to make the bed too, you know, but I don't have eighty-two me, pillows to put on it. She mocked me last night yeah. because because she grills, uh-huh. and I'm afraid of the grill and fire, right? <laughs> but I do dishes. What? I do dish, and I said, Are you, you a Frankenstein?" She she fire made fun of me. Bed. She made fun of me, and I said, "This is two thousand. I, I said, "This is two thousand nineteen, sweetheart." And it would be a disservice of me if I said, "No, I'm going to grill." Right. That's a disservice. You're not a misogynist. She's a, she's a better griller than exactly. I am, and I'm afraid of the fire. Enough and so for, I do the dishes. Did you, did you have a traumatic experience around a grill or fire when you were a kid? No, I just don't like. I don't like um, propane. That I don't like. I don't like flames. There's nothing about the grilling experience that I deem to be me. Enough with these gender roles. 
Yeah, she can do the grilling and John will do the dishes. It's 2019, she made fun of me man. And I'm like, sweetheart, this is why. This is why this is so great. It's 2019. I'm adhering to the standards You're just of America. A progressive, forward-thinking Thank man you. is what you are. Yeah. That's what you are. <laughs> Thank Jess. you. Something like that. Yeah. So I like to billow the covers. Okay. Jonathan's just been shaking his head in shame for John on the other side of the glass. <laughs> oh, I. It's not even that. No, I'm just writing down all these drops you guys are doing, and I can't keep up. I legitimately cannot keep up. I got oh, four man. off of that conversation alone, did and you I get, cannot wait. Did you get the sound effect of him billowing the sheets? Yes. Okay, good. I'm glad. I'll be glad to do it again if you didn't get it. Please do. Not right. too proud. Corrupt Judge Jonathan will award points to winners of questions in cram session when we come back here. Uh, Mackie and Jeb with Rami. Uh, we are also putting to bed the Kimbrel News Network today, unfortunately. It's the, uh, the sad end of the Kimbrel News Network. <laughs> Which means that end of Rami's, uh, Rami's sound effect. For now, anyways. Luther Brookdale Toyota. Let's talk about the best car dealership and service department in the Twin Cities. Let's say you've got six prospects. Let's say you just made a trade with Judd and he gave you six prospects. Well, where are you, where are you going to fit them? Well, I would recommend any of these spacious Toyota vehicles that you can get great deals on right now, this month. Uh, the Highlander, the uh, Tundra, and the Sienna is a minivan. You could definitely put six prospects and Judd in, uh, in a Sienna. Even like Miguel Sano size prospects. Be great. You can get 0% financing for 60 months on those vehicles right now. I'm in a brand new 2019 RAV4. Just got into a new lease. Couldn't be happier. Uh, it's it's one of the like I feel like the technology and the safety features in these cars is just telling me how worthless I am. I I just hey we'll tell you if there's someone in your blind spot we'll uh, we'll correct your steering if you start to veer. Oh, that's amazing. That's we'll give awesome. you re- reverse cam. I had the most unbelievable parallel park job yesterday in front of people on the sidewalk. Dude, isn't that? Doesn't I that did, make you feel really really good. Tightest tightest spot you could imagine with with a Rav four size vehicle. And I didn't even look backwards. I don't know about and you they, guys. And they clapped when I got out of the car. When honestly. I see somebody struggling to parallel park, I stop and watch. Yeah. And it's stare hilarious. directly at them and laugh. And laugh. I don't even try Fair. to hide it. But with uh, with reverse cam and all the new bells and whistles on these Toyotas at Luther Brookdale Toyota, you don't have to worry about being laughed at by Arami. You can just slide that car right into the parallel parking spot. All right, cram session next.